0: Paleo J's Smoothie Cafe. Yeah, Paleo J's Smoothie Cafe. Paleo J's Smoothie Cafe. Welcome to the Smoothie Cafe. you get well at the Smoothie Cafe. Never leave that Smoothie Cafe or help me improve right now. Evolution Matters on Paleo J's Smoothie Cafe. One of the hallmarks of the ancestral or paleo lifestyle is its reliance on the observance of evolution, determining virtually everything about us. We are evolved human beings, after all. Our diet evolved from our interaction with our environment on this earth, as did our patterns of healthy living and interaction with others. Each of ourselves is the culmination of millennia, of years during which our own DNA has existed, evolving in response to the environments in which our ancestors have found themselves in for all of that vast stretch of time. Those who, of us who came from the far north of Europe back in the Ice Ages developed as humans under very different conditions to those who experienced conditions in other areas of the world. And so, The Danes of today, for example, resemble the Congo pygmies in very little indeed. Some humans lived in hot climes, such as Africa, under conditions of constant warfare and tribal fighting over otherwise readily available hunting and gathering conditions. There was very little incentive to develop any sort of technology or cooperation, Immediate success, meaning your tribe, got the animal or the patch of fruit or plantains, well, that was all that mattered. It was time to go home and breed. Similarly, when children were born into such an environment, there was very little reason to nurture them much beyond infancy. Most children died young anyway, and so to overly invest much in them then was wasted effort. Disease is rampant in warm tropical climates. The best evolutionary strategy there seemed to be to breed large broods of children, invest little in their nurture, and only concentrate on those that survived into maturity. This was best for the tribe at least back then. And there was very little reason to plan for the future. Winter did not exist there, and so all days were very much the same. Food was plentiful, always. The important thing was to make sure that you and your tribe got the most of it. Then, you could once again concentrate on your raison d'etre, breeding. This was a successful strategy, except for disease. It was constant, in Africa especially, and kept the numbers of the humans there, relatively quite small, as did their constant warfare among themselves, which, to be fair, was evolutionarily, there in Africa, quite appropriate. Physical development of fast-twitch muscle fibers, running ability, and the evolution of an explosive violence when opposed was effective in that time and place. There was even no need to look for new developments. In Africa, the wheel the herding of animals, and even a building of more than one story, these were never developed, much less more advanced technologies. However, meanwhile, far north of Africa and Europe, those humans who were evolving there, whether they originally left Africa or came from another place altogether, really this is still unknown. These peoples were facing an ice age a frigid time when the climate was increasingly inhospitable to humans and was really dominated by much larger animals, such as the woolly mammoth and the auroch, which was the ancestor of the modern cow and bison, but much more fearsome than a cow. Think a bull with horns and faster. Vegetation was minimal and hard to coax from the ground in this period, The ancient Europeans concentrated then on animals, ruminants like the woolly mammoth and others that could convert grain during the short summers into meat. This meat could feed a tribe for weeks, if not months, although to hunt such daunting animals was very difficult. These ancient peoples, who adapted and evolved to their own harsh environment by actually developing a pale skin and eyes... probably probably by it mixing with Neanderthals, were able to convert sunlight into vitamin D through their skin, ensuring their health in the far north. They also evolved and learned cooperation. Cooperation within the tribe to coordinate the teamwork needed to take down huge, mighty beasts with primitive weapons such as spears and flint tools. The ability to recognize leaders of wisdom and ability rather than just brute strength and viciousness. This also evolved. Intelligence started evolving. These folk also learned that the family unit was paramount under the direction of the wise tribal leader, as was the cultivation of the infants and youth. Survival was precious there, and each and every child was needed and wanted. Nurture was as much, if not more, important than mare breeding, resulting, as it did, in tribes' members that were developed, devoted to the few that survived the harshness of the climb. These folk evolved with a preference to develop intellect and cooperativeness over physical quickness and explosiveness. The people of the North needed to master the long game even if they made it through the long frozen winter, they knew they had to prepare to store up to get ready for the long, frigid darkness that always came again and again and that they had to be ready for. They developed their intellect. A similar evolution also went on in northern Asia with those of the north developing much more in line with those of northern Europe, although with a different genetic rootstock. The Denisovan was a lost people of that time of the East, mixed with uh, Caucasians and Neanderthals. Still, those in the North developed intellect, cooperation, and empathy, all traits needed to survive in a harsh, unforgiving climate of hard winters and short summers. Empathy, along with cooperation and intellect, were necessary for Northerners to survive. Everyone in harsh northern climes needed help from time to time. The ravages of the unforgiving weather, the injuries unavoidable in hunting huge wild mammoths, both necessitated that those injured be taken care of compassionately, since in that northern region, each human life, again from infant to adult, was infinitely valuable. Human life in the north is innately precious, And so began the evolution of a code of life that valued the individual, not only the mightiest warrior or warlord, but the grandmother that nurtured the infants and children and the grandfather that knew the tactics that could ensnare the mightiest beast. This began the evolution of a compassionate religion and outlook on life, one that is only found in people of the North. So fast forward to today. Our intellect has triumphed over the world. It really has. The marvel that is Western civilization, and it is Western civilization, is the shining light of the world. This is unquestionable. But sadly, yet predictably, it is being questioned. By who? Well, by those who have benefited the most from the evolved world that is entirely derived from the intellects and efforts of those who built the civilized world, that is, the world of Western civilization. Our own white women, who live on the edifice built up by their white forefathers, now question that very civilization that keeps them from the harem, from the slavery and subjugation that is part and parcel of the southern climes of unopposed oppression. Africa and the desert Muslim regions are still rife with slavery and regard women as property, chattel. That very compassion evolved to keep our ancient tribes safe from tragic accidents in the primeval now has reared its head amongst our women and also our emasculated, liberal, metrosexual men, Democrats all here in the U.S., and they feel compelled to demand that we not only take care of any illegal immigrants that come here for free stuff. We are now supposed to import millions of Africans from their failed lands and support them. Also, Muslims and South Americans and Haitians and any others from failed southern lands. And, since we used our compassion and cooperation and Western religious principles to send endless aid in the form of food medical care, and everything else that we developed, we have increased the sheer numbers of especially Africans far beyond they could have ever achieved without our enabling it. Now, the Africans far outnumber any other group in the world via our technology and endless help. The result will be disaster. South Africa... Once a wonderful, thriving country under white rule, but now under black rule, is failing rapidly. Soon, all of Africa will want to be taken into the cold, inhospitable lands of Europe and America. Well, actually, they are now already. Many. I guarantee they are not coming to help us with the arduous mammoth hunt of old. No. They are coming simply to take, to take what we have built. What we maintain and provide. They come with nothing in their heads but hate and envy. They hate us for what we have achieved. They hate our abilities. They hate our religions of compassion and love. They hate our acceptance of women and any alternative lifestyle whatsoever. And mostly they hate us for what we are cooperative, accommodating, altruistic, and compassionate all of these to them are sheer weakness because of them they are convinced we can because of our what we consider our virtues we must be crushed but mainly it is sheer envy they know they could never maintain much less build what we have built and so they rage about white privilege and other such nonsense while they know deep in their bones We built everything and they did not.